By now, you know I'm a big fan of meal kits. They're coming to my house all day long. Head to go.factor75.com slash OP120. Use the code OP120 to get $120 off. That's code OP120 at go.factor75.com slash OP120 for $120 off. I guess they could hear us, Carl. Uh, yeah, they can. Um, Audio good, Ken Schultz says. Audio good, okay. So we're, we're good. We're, we're broadcasting. We're doing something. Me and Carl have decided that we're going to start something. <laughs> we're not even drunk. We, we had the world by the balls, and now we're sitting in a stupid restaurant with a fucking phone. Oh, my God. When I walked in, Opie was sitting in the corner like he was sending out letter bombs. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't shaved in, uh... I've only shaved, like, once since I've been fired. Me either, bro. Look, I got the whole... Well, you're all trimmed up from, uh, doing TV out there in Los Angeles. No, in Santa Rosa. I was out in the fires. I heard. That was crazy. Yeah? Oh, my God. A lot of rich people lost their homes. You know what I mean? Usually, you don't care if a rich person... But the thing is, is it's funny, like... So the poor people that lost their homes, they knew the drill. Right. Like, they knew how to stand in line for food. They knew, you know, they were fine... But then the rich people would show up, and they're like, um, can I have, do you have anything else but carrots? Do you have, I'm like, lady. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, do you, do you have any sushi? They're like, uh, they're like uh, is this gluten-free? I'm like, dude, your house is gluten-free. It's gone. Like, right. It's over, lady. Like, whoever you were before is, so it was funny. It was like a Zsa Zsa Gabor, like a lot of people getting used to it. Now it sucks no matter who you are to lose your home, but... Aren't those people so rich they'll just rebuild instantly? I mean, people were building like during the fire. Really? Oh, they're so rich. They couldn't even wait. They couldn't wait. <laughs> they fired me. Get out of my fucking way. I'm oh. rebuilding my house. I'm, I'm relieved that Guy Fieri didn't lose his, though. Oh, dude. If it was a block closed, away. Right? A block. So, so Guy's telling me the story, and it's funny to see someone like Guy, um, who, you know, you think is larger than life. And, and, you know, for me, he is. You know right. what I mean? And then just to hear him tell you the story, like, it's two o'clock in the morning. His wife's like, they're in bed, and he's like, uh, his wife's like, I smell smoke, and she's like, shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Goes back to sleep. All of a sudden, her her neighbor comes knocking on the door. He's like, you haven't left yet. Guy wakes up, 
looks on this thing and it's just red. Wow. And the fire's moving at 50 miles an hour. Imagine a fire moving at 50 miles an hour. Right toward his house. Just burning people alive while they sleep. How many people lost their lives? Over a hundred. Yeah. This is all we got. We, we used to be on top of the world, the state-of-the-art studio, a million people working for us, talking to A-listers, shucking and jiving. Shucking and jiving. And now we're in a booth at Guy Fieri's restaurant in Times Square with a fucking phone and a yeah. fruity drink. You know it sucks when you miss Rochester. Love Rochester. Mm. Carl, since I last seen you, I had more skin cancer burned off my face. You look like a dork. That's why I got this hat on. To the kids out there, you gotta wear your sunscreen. See you later, honey. Gonna go film dinner. <laughs> I love you people the worst. So I, I go to the skin doctor, right? She takes some acid to burn off the pre-pre-skin cancer. And the stuff goes like this and pours into my eye. Acid. Yeah. What Bangladeshi doctor did you go to? It's been two weeks. It's finally healing. But it looks like I got shot right in the middle of my eyes. No, it looks like you got a group on for skin surgery. <laughs> <laughs> no. Go skin cancer. Keeping it light. <laughs> Keeping it light. <laughs> it's pathetic. Oh. All right. Looks like Louie might be fishing with Opie soon. Someone just wrote. My God. Make sure he stands in front of you. <laughs> I wrote on Twitter, uh, he still has a better career than me. What Now, what happens? Like, when you get caught doing right. all this shit, right? No, what, people just stop calling you? Ah, uh, well, yeah. Everyone just goes away. Like, it's happened to you a couple times. You think? Yeah. I'm, sit I, I'm sitting here with you. Yeah, it's not good. It's just me and you. That's all I got. I'm a piece of shit on the Food Network. <laughs> that's all I got. Everyone else has left me. But you watch what we do. We're going to rebuild this thing starting yes. today. It starts today, right? Yes, we are. Uh, no, I heard about the Louis C.K. thing for, uh, I don't know, a couple of years. But not really when he was still doing the radio show, to be completely honest with you. And someone very close to, let's just say, the radio show admitted that it was true. So I knew for a while it was true. What are you pointing at? Yeah, get that cancer weight. It's gross, bro. Look at that. Oh, it's the so rest of my face healed. I had like 10 of them. Yeah, the rest of your face is good. Um, Louie was uh, pushing... My wife just texted me, what the fuck's on Opie's face? Did she really say that? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, she thinks you're a looker. Thank you. Thank you, Marie. Well, well you, you got like, to like put on your, uh, your sunscreen. And Opie, let me tell you something. When I walk around with you... There's a certain demographic of women that just love you. Really? Like that white, middle-aged yoga pant lady fucking just stares at you like you're fucking... We haven't... Uh, we never really had women listeners to our stupid radio show. Really? I wonder why. Ah, Christ. Because you just shit on them in a bucket. <laughs> I was nice to them. Oh, yeah. I actually like women, and I respect women. Is that gay to say to say that you respect women? Why? Oh, you better say it now because if you say anything else, you're done. No, I really do. So, but if you if there's ever a chance you wanted to sexually assault a woman, now is the chance because they can't take anything away from you. That's a good point. Do it now. I can pretty much do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bitch slapping people up and down the street. So Louis C.K. he put out a statement, but it was because he was backed into a corner. He had no choice. And he finally admitted that, you know, all the rumors that people have been talking about for years were, were true. So, 
But in the, in the statement, I didn't see him actually apologize to anybody. So I feel bad for Louis C.K. His career is over. You think so? Yes. Because you don't he, think it's a redemption tour? Maybe eventually, but I mean, he he was on such a high level. He was hanging out with A-listers, man. That, that shit doesn't fly with A-listers. Already HBO has said goodbye to him. Netflix is saying goodbye to him. Well, it's not gonna it's not gonna end here. I mean, uh, they're on a roll. People are coming out of the woodwork now because they finally feel safe enough to talk about it. I hate reading Twitter and seeing all these people saying, "Well, if the woman didn't, you know, want to see Louis C.K. masturbate, she should have left the hotel room." Oh wait, Vic Kelly, I've, I've used all my comps, sorry, no hookup, but the show is at 8 and it's not sold out if you all want to come up. I'm sure you couldn't buy it. <laughs> oh my god, we've lost all. <laughs> oh my god. We can't get into a Vic Henley show. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> my life sucks. We are losers, dude. Dude, Vic Henley just texted Opie for real. On his screen, that he's like, dude, I can't get you free tickets. <laughs> oh my god, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm a piece of shit too. I didn't even know there was a show. Holy shit, I gotta explain. So <laughs> it's Palm Sunday now, so, Opie. Pay up. So I wanted to hang out with Carl a little bit today and you know do a pop up because we haven't done one in a while because Carl's been in LA filming with. Uh, Not in LA. I was in San Francisco. Uh, uh, exactly, filming with Guy Fieri of the Food Network. So, because I'm hanging out with Carl, I, I texted Vic and I said, Hey Vic, why don't you join us? He goes, I would love to, but I'm warming up for Ron White tonight at the Beacon Theater. <laughs> guys, I'm telling you the truth. It just came on the screen. Sorry, guys. Vic's in chat with Marie. <laughs> I bet you Marie can get free tickets. I guarantee. I should have Marie text. Oh my god. Oh my god. I bet so, you. Vic goes, I can't join you for drinks and the pop-up because I'm warming up for Ron White at the Beacon Theater. So I hinted, I'm like, man, I haven't seen Ron White in a while and I haven't seen your stand-up. I would love to go to the show. So I'm thinking me and Carl, after we do this, we'd run up to the Beacon Theater and see Ron White and Vic Kenley. And Vic just texted and you saw what happened. He basically said he has no more comp. <laughs> basically, he can't get us into his own show. <laughs> what you? I'm Sal. I'm going to be taking over for you guys. What's up, doing? Sal? So nice to meet you. Say hi to hey. Facebook Live. How's it going, Facebook Live? Good. Can I get a uh, triple Jim Beam meat? Yeah. Thank you. Anything I can get for you, sir? You got any marijuana? Uh, not on me. Uh, I do. You got marijuana? Yeah. Nice. Well, there you go. All right. I'll be right back. <laughs> Drinking an Oh, it's, a, it's a margarita. He's That's not that a normal bad. Drink. He's drinking a normal drink for a, for a, a guy that just got his driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> what else you been up to, Carl? I haven't seen you in a while. I just I, I did a, I've done a lot of Food Network. Yeah. Um, just waiting, man. Waiting for you to to uh, to come home. Stop fishing. And waiting for me to stop doing my bullshit. Because I think we got something. I really do. And for me, it's a win-win. I mean, how else would a guy like me get to fucking do shit with opiate fucking the legend? Well, we start. We started today. This is it. See, it's a it's a different looking Facebook. It's I got a tripod now. Tell him about the tri. Tell him the tripod story. You gave me the tripod. I gave him the tripod, and it's and he keeps it like a fucking. He keeps it like Mr. Bojangles in the fucking Green Mile. Like he's like, I'm like Opie, why do you always carry this fucking tripod? He goes, No one's ever given me anything. <laughs> 
He's like, I mean, Obi, for all the money that he has and all the shit that he has, he's like a fucking orphan. Yeah. <laughs> like, you give him something, he wraps it in cloth and right. he keeps it. Holy shit, dude. Well, you see, I've been in... Uh, and I appreciate that, but it's it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not used to people like that. I'm used to people just not giving a fuck. So, listen to this story. So, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to relax. The flight, the red eye from United got delayed from 12.50 to 2.50. One shot on the board. So now we're not leaving until 2.50 in the morning. 2.50 in the morning. And the United Club closes. So now I have to be with like... Can I interrupt you? Yeah. There's a new hashtag called OP Yoga. These <laughs> 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 fucking twats. <laughs> so... I don't, I don't even know who's a fan of me anymore. <laughs> or a fan of mine, I should have said. I have no idea. <coughs> Guy Fieri's paying. Mm. So, so listen, so... Flight delayed two hours. I'm with flight you. Flight delayed. So now the United Club closes. So now I have to be in the airport with the regular fucking people, right? And I'm fucking sitting here, and there's this lady. And I have a good chair with a phone charger. And she goes, sir, could you, would you mind vacating that seat? So that I can stretch. And she's unrolling no. her little yoga mat. No. So she yoga shamed me. You know what I mean? Right. And it's San Francisco. So everyone's like, uh, yeah, that's the thing to do. Yeah. And everyone smells like fucking grape nuts and middle class. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm like, fuck this. So I'm like, whatever. You know what I mean? I got a little flask with little old foresters in it. So I just started drinking and smoking my vape cigarette in the bathroom for two hours. Like, I come back. They start lining up for the for the flight, and she's. They say, uh, "Premier, she's, a, she's actually doing yoga, waiting for the the waiting and board. just showing oh, off, but just God. showing off, Opie, just being like with her little stretchy shit at two in the morning and doing the prayer thing. I was so fucking annoyed. Are you gay? Who me? Yes. No. Well, isn't it nice when you see a woman in yoga pants like stretching and shit? Not when she took my seat with the charger. She's a she's a How villain. How hot was she? She was hot. Ah, you gotta let it go. Can't let it hot. go. My wife is hot. I got plenty of hot. I'm fucking full of. It's okay to see other hot. <laughs> I see hot all the time. You see hot all the time. <laughs> so, I like the nice hot, not the yoga pant ah, fucking stretchy pant gotcha. fucking hot. All of a sudden we start lining up, and they're like, uh, gold. Platinum, Premier, whatever they say. So, whatever it is, I'm first. Yeah. So, sh this bitch cuts in front of me and puts her little thing under. Like, they give you a ticket, you gotta read it under the thing. Right. She goes, beep. She goes, no, you're, uh, you're, uh, boarding, uh, four. Like, four. She's in coach. Right. Like, super coach. Right. Like, her chair smells like the shitter in the back <laughs> of the bathroom. Right? Her, her chair doesn't She's go holding back. everyone's sodas. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then they, so she's still like arguing, like, but I know, I, I, what do you mean? So I click mine, I'm like, Mr. Ruiz, I sit up and I go, hey, honey, now this is yoga. <laughs> I walk in. Nice. So I walk in, I sit, I got the whole recliner chair and everything. She eye fucks me the whole time. I'm just walking in, right. just staring at me with her little, you know, look at me, little yoga mats. Oh, and I. I decided to take a little stroll, like two hours into the flight, just to just to look at people. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm strolling. <laughs> I'm strolling out of. They lift up the. They have like a little velvet rope. They pull it up. I fucking walk into coach. It's like, what's up? People? What's up, you motherfuckers? Right? And there she is. There she is, just 
with the little headphones plugged into the thing, listening to MSNBC. Oh my God, I wanted to tap on the head like, boop. <laughs> well, I guess I shouldn't talk about yoga then. <laughs> my brother's asking where the fuck is his hat? All right. Okay. First of all, is your brother on here? Yeah. You haven't come to see me once. He, he works 80 hours a week. How's yeah, my right. brother? He, All right. You know the restaurant business. He works 80 I hours a week. I come back from California. I'm going to come. I'll drive the I'll drive the hat up to you. Whichever hat you want. I got camo ones coming out. Nice. I still have my Krispy Kreme camo hat. That's a good hat. We got from Rogers. That hurt giving me that to you. It's one of my I think I, th I gave it to you thinking you were going to say no. No, I love that hat. I'm like, here, Opie. You can have it. He's, and he put it on. He's like, sweet. You know how Opie talks all slow? Sweet hat. Bro, I'm like, oh. I started watching the Food Network. I watched their um, holiday baking competition. That's all. I'm trying to relate to you. Well, watch my fucking show, Opie. Isn't it on tonight? <laughs> Opie has no. So the other day, no bullshit. I'm, I'm on the phone with Opie. We're talking for an hour about what we're gonna do and and what he's thinking about and whatever. Well, and you, you, Opie goes, Opie, Opie, just the way he talks is great. He goes. You know, I, I hate food. I hate you. I hate the Food Network. I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating, okay, but I'm right. just saying. He goes, uh, I watch your show, but he'll never just say that. He'll just say, I watch your show for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and me knowing, like, the way editing works, you know what I mean? Like, he literally just saw me on the screen for, like, so he's just sitting there like, hey, Lindsay, calls it on the channel, and then he just changes it. I don't really understand food. <laughs> <laughs> Carl did call me up uh, the other day and he gave me a kick in the pants. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I don't know. He's like, we gotta start doing shit. I'm like, all right. So I came all the way back to the city just to do this with my friend Carl. Cheers. Nice to see you, Opie. Good to see you. I missed you, man. I missed you. By now, you know I'm a big fan of meal kits. Head to go.factor75.com slash OP120. Use the code OP120 to get $120 off. That's code OP120 at go.factor75.com slash OP120 for $120 off. Now, Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. The meals are all prepared for you and ready to go. They're chef-crafted meals delivered right to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping, meal prep, not to mention cleanup. And you don't have to wonder if you're eating right. They got dietitians and expert chefs, and they work hand-in-hand -hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. Lots of options, so you're never bored. They cover all the bases, depending on uh, how you like to eat. They got the vegan, they got the veggie meals. Keto meals, low-calorie options, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me fueled and focused all day long. Head to go.factor75.com slash OP120. Use the code OP120 to get $120 off and to check it out for yourself. That's code OP120 at go.factor75.com slash OP120 for $120 off. All that info, by the way, is in the description of this episode. Opie, do we know if Tom is still alive? That's a really good question. Do you know what that is? No. You don't know your O&A history. I don't want to know my O&A history. 
Tom was a guy that basically his lungs were um, hardening like cement, and he only he didn't have much time to live. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I don't know what his disease was, but it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So then, you got you a real piece of shit. Tell you. So then, me and Anthony decided we're going to do a new bit called "Is Tom Alive?" Friday. Do I know who A is from Open Anthony? Yes. Are you Anthony listening? You fucking. So, so we would call Tom every Friday to see if he was still alive. Right. And sometimes we call and no one would answer. And then the, all weekend long, people were like, oh shit, he's dead, oh fuck. And then like we'd find out that he had a doctor's appointment or something. And then one day, he, did he call us or did we call that? He, these motherfuckers. You guys literally talked him down from suicide. Well, I'm gonna explain that. Thank I think you. it's good that I don't know the stories. That way you can tell the stories again. All right, so yeah. I'm not sure if we called him. It might have been when we called him on a Friday. And he, he basically has a gun in his hand and he's going to fucking kill himself live on our show. Live on our show. That's a Morton Downey Jr. ratings right there. I believe it was more Anthony than me was talking him out of it. He called us. Oh, Stunt Oh, I was ready to... Stunt Brain was the producer back then. Okay, so he called us. He had a gun in his hand. He was going to end it live on our show. And the radio guy in me was kind of... Oh, Opie is. Oh, let me tell you something. Opie calls me today. He's like, "Hey, you guys, you wanna you wanna go do the pop up by some homeless people?" I'm like, "No, because I hang out with them." He hangs out with homeless people. But then, true story. No, we were gonna sit around and drink with homeless and people we, today. I was and gonna tell you a better story. Cool. Opie, as ginger as you see him, and as nice and like, oh, Opie, Opie, he can pick out a fake homeless person. From a hundred yards. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. someone so attuned to bullshit well, than I, you. Like well, you he was like, we walked one day from here. Crazy story, right? So we, we finished the radio show and as the as the show started winding down, me and Opie started hanging out more because everyone around him wanted to kill him and he's like, I'm gonna <laughs> hang out, I'm gonna hang out with this guy because he doesn't give a fuck. Why like, you, why he's my friend for real. So hold it. Wait now. Now there's three things going on, and uh, being the radio guy, I'm gonna circle back to all of them. Why the fuck did everyone want to kill me on that dumb radio show? Because you were the last of the Mohicans. I was the boss. You ever watch that movie with um, with Tom Cruise when he's dressed up like a samurai? What's that? Last Samurai. Yeah. That was us. Like they're running with the Gatling gun and you're running on the horse. Your time was done. As soon as they knew that uh, I couldn't do anything else for them, yeah. they fucking attacked. It was unbelievable. They attacked. Some of these guys had problems with me for years. And there's an old saying, if you don't tell me uh, we have a problem, then we don't have a problem. Right. You know what I mean? I had no idea how deep some of these problems were with some of these guys I worked with. But boy, when it came time, when it got down to the fact that I couldn't do anything for these guys anymore, they attacked. Right. So, so I, was, I take some responsibility, but not all. But anyway, go back to you. Back to you. So I'm a third party guy. So I don't, I don't give a fuck about anything. I'm just, to be honest with you, I was starstruck. I was like fucking Opie, listened to him my whole life. One of the funniest dudes I, I know. So we would walk, and we'd walk, and we'd split at the train station. And as we walked to the train station, he, he was like, "See that homeless guy? That guy used to be on that corner." 
He's bullshit. You see that girl? That's fake. It was like talking to someone in the Matrix. Right. And I pride myself in understanding the hustle. You know what I mean? But he just got it. And he would show me like little things like, look at her shoe, look at it. And I'm like, holy fuck. This dude gets it. And then what really sealed the deal, we're, we're in front of the train station. We're in a big conversation. Oh, Nick doesn't like it. He wants to go to sleep, he said. Uh, Call the ambulance. Wee! <laughs> Someone make that into a meme. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, Nick is sleeping. Anyway. So, we're standing in front of the train station, and this... Dude comes up with a 35 millimeter camera and says, Opie, big fan, can I take a picture of you? Yes. Oh, what are we looking at? What are we looking at? So I have right now an Avion. I've got 800 in the saddle. I have a double And I have a handle. Handle, please. Yeah, that's, that's, thank you. Thank you very much. Fuck. Does start to look like I'm not going back to the beach to fish. Yeah, you're going back to the beach, bro. You were Carl. We're going to get fucked up. So, so this guy shows up with a 35 millimeter camera and he takes a picture of Opie. And I'm like, wow, that was pretty cool, Opie. And then Opie looks at me and goes, that guy just went into the store across the street and bought a cheap camera to take a picture of me. And I look at Opie, I'm like, holy shit, yes he did. I study people. The way you read people, it's like a poker player. It was uncanny. Un-fucking canny. Because he had a disposable camera. No one has a disposable camera in this day and age. Right. So obviously he didn't have a phone on him or whatever the fuck. So he ran and got a camera. It blew my I, mind. I was flattered that he went that far to get a picture. And that's one of my, my best pastimes, or one of my best experiences with Opie, is just walking and him picking out people that are bullshit. You're bullshitting, you're bullshitting, you're bullshitting. Did I tell you about the lady that used to walk around in garbage bags? No. And she ended up being a scam? No. She it was in Midtown, a black woman. She would lay on the subway stairs in just a black garbage bag as her clothes. People were like, holy fuck, I gotta give her everything in my pocket. She would clean up, Carl, clean the fuck up. And it turned out they did an expose in uh, one of the New York papers, turned out she was fake. At the end of the day, she'd go around the corner, she'd take her garbage bags off, put on her regular clothes, go back on the subway and go uptown home. Crazy. True story. Parker's giving me heartburn. What are you doing? What the fuck is that? I'm doing my Louis C.K. impression. How's that working for you? Pretty good. Opie Yoga is why, back. <laughs> why are you hiding your eyebrows? I, look, I, I explained it earlier. So, in my time off, I went to the skin doctor. And I have pre-skin pre cancer. Here... Here, here, So the lady, she um, she put acid on it to burn out the, the yeah. pre pre skin cancer. Yeah, she did a good job. I usually get it on my hands from caddying. And um, caddying. When's the last time you caddied? No, for real. Because when you caddy, you have to walk around like this with your hands on the the woods, and the sun just beats down. So I got a lot of pre pre skin uh, skin cancer on my hands. But now it's hit my face, so that's great. But anyway, so she put acid. White people problems. She put acid right between my eyes to burn out the the pre pre skin cancer, and then the stuff, the acid dripped all the way down into my eye. So I'm a mess. So I'm covering my eyebrows for the ladies. 
Where are the wife and kids? They're home. What's chilling. wrong with you, Jessica? I don't have a job. I hang Jessica. out with my wife and kids all day long. I say that in a bad way. I, I actually enjoy my family. Stupid me for enjoying my wife yeah, and my family. Yeah, boo, normal guy. You should jerk off in front of everybody naked. <laughs> It's okay, I asked permission. <laughs> oh, that's funny shit. But see, if you ask permission, they have to say yes. It doesn't seem like any of the ladies said yes. He's getting very uncomfortable talking about Louis C.K. I don't like he it. He would enjoy these jokes. I don't like it. I don't think he's enjoying them right now. Get a podcast rolling. This is what we're doing. We have uh, started from the bottom, as you can tell. It's me and Carl. And my tripod and my Samsung phone. And then we're gonna build this fucking thing right in front of everybody. Yeah, I think. Or I'm gonna just go back fishing. Anyway. Oh, that'll put, oh, that'll put a dent in you. Yes. What's that? A triple gym beam. That's straw. Which I call the Cuban. The Cuban. And I got a margarita. Now I don't have a bikini teeny. Margaritas are respectable, right? Huh? Isn't this like a hundred dollar margarita? Yeah, it's a good job. It's a good job. I mean, what the fuck? You're an embarrassment to everybody. What the fuck are you doing? I'm polishing my monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Opie, that cost me a hundred bucks, dude. Sorry. So we were talking about is, uh, is Tom Alive Fridays. Yes. And Tom used to call our show and basically his uh, lungs were turning into cement. He didn't have much time to live. He told us all that. So then he, um, we started calling him every Friday just to see if he was alive. OP yoga. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that's the best hat tag. I'm going to use that for everything. <laughs> I am I'm going to hashtag, and I'm going to talk to all my friends at the Food Network, and we're going to. Yeah. So this guy would call. Didn't have much time to live. And then when we didn't hear it from him on Fridays, it made for great radio because people were like, holy shit, Tom's dead. And then Monday we'd give the update like uh, he went to the, you know, stupid Tom, he had to go to the doctor or whatever right. to prolong his life. And then he called up one day. I don't know if Stunt Brain is still around, but he was in the room earlier. Uh, and Tom called one day and basically had a gun and was going to kill himself live on our radio show. Get the fuck out of here. Live on our show. I'm not going to lie to you, man. As a radio guy, you're like, eh. But as a human being, you're like, don't fucking do this. But the radio guy, eh. So, Thanks, now you're drinking Heinies? Oh, Rolling Rock. So, um, I believe it was more Anthony. Like, Anthony showed a heart that day, which was kind of rare. But Anthony uh, talked him down. And as he's talking this guy down from killing himself live on our show, all of a sudden we hear, Pow! a gun went off. And then I forgot exactly what he said. Maybe someone Shut out there could help me. He, this was live on the air. He went, oh, oops. And I'm like, what do you mean, oops? Or something like that. And he goes, oh, the gun went off by accident. It fucking fired a hole in the ceiling. And then long story short, I don't know how much of this was on the air and wasn't. People out there know way more about my my uh, career than I do at this point, but uh, I think we hung out pretty much the rest of the morning as cops are showing off, because now there's a report and they got to check on this guy. You just on the phone? Yeah, as a firearm went off live on our show. And it, it went off by accident, because Anthony already talked about him not killing himself live on the show. 
I think the I'm sure the clip is up on YouTube somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's called Is Tom Alive Friday. Yeah. Tom died a few years back. Wow, how, how do you know that, John? That kind of sucks to hear. Of course he died. It was on the air, the whole thing, as far as like the cops showing up and everything? Okay, good. Okay, so, he's dead, see? Yeah, that's Some people said it, so it's true. Yeah. So you want to hear something funny? So I was in California, and a lot of, you know, people share the same camera people and the same audio people. So I talked to a lot of people that were on the show with um, Kevin Spacey uh, on Netflix, uh, House, House of Cards. Cards. And they were like, dude, nothing that's come out no one's surprised. is even close to who he really was. He was a fucking monster. They were telling me stories right. they, that were worse than a made-up drunk guy at a bar. Really? Like, it was just like, I'm like... Well, well, you know how bad he is. You know when you're you're around someone that gives you the heebie-jeebies, you, you usually see it in their eyes? Right. With Kevin Spacey, I never met him. But even through the TV or on the movie screen, he gave me the fucking creeps always. And my wife I'm like, is, that guy's a creep. My wife is, it's funny, we were watching American, what was that movie with him that was in love with the teenage babysitter? American Beauty. American Beauty. Which is now like a documentary, basically. Basically. So my, my. Said that on Twitter, it did pretty well. So my wife was, my wife was watching that movie with me and we were sitting there and she looks at me, she goes, I don't like Kevin Spacey. Like, but you know, like just like, Movie talk. You know, you sit with your wife and you're right. eating popcorn and eating a little house with your stupid dog. Right. And she's like, I don't like him. It's creepy. Like, she got that sense. Like, it was, it's too real. It was oh, too... Absolutely. You know what I mean? It turns out, I don't think he was that great of an actor. He was just playing himself, which creeped uh -huh. people out. <laughs> no, but I, I'm not... I'm Kevin Spacey's even... a hell of an actor. Oh, please. Yes. In what? House of Cards, I think. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. House of Cards? I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. How can you argue with me? You didn't even fucking see it. You're the worst, dude. I just know. <laughs> You're the worst. This this uh, tequila is amazing. In my time off, I've gotten into tequila. Not a big drinker, as you know, Carl. But I started getting into margaritas and tequila. This shit is the bomb. What is it again? Heradura Reposado. What does that mean? It means it's expensive. How good is this? Is it a better margarita than your first margarita? It's amazing. For real, it's amazing. It's actually lower alcohol content. Really? So it's it's a lot more mellow, but you get all the herbal notes from roasting agave. Right. So so you have añejo, which means a year-long reposado, which means rested. Okay. Reposado tequilas, to me, have the most flavor. It's um, They just have this beautiful herbal floral notes to her I, that transcend through the margarita. This is real nerd chef talk. Not to be a dick, I don't taste any of that. I taste smoky. What show do you want? It's just a lumberjack show. This beard isn't even that bad. My beard's better. But people, I guess people aren't used to me having it this long. I like your beard. Though. I'm going all out. It's going to be... And then people are like, you're starting to look like Letterman. Have you seen Letterman's beard? This isn't even close. Lemon's beard is down to like here. I heard that he had extensions. Get the fuck out of here. I heard it. That's stupid. He looks like a fool. He had the coolest car ever. He had a Volvo 740 GL with a V8 in it. I don't that know what that means. caught fire. So you think, I don't know what that means for so, real. So you have a Volvo, like a like a boxy wagon, right. Volvo, like a mid-80s. So he dropped a Ford Mustang V8 uh, 
a five liter, two, two, 225 horsepower. Right. And he took it out and it caught fire in Connecticut. But it was an awesome car. He's got a lot of cars like Leno, right? He's a car guy. He, everything he does is trying to be like Leno, but he doesn't get it right. We were lucky enough to do Letterman and Leno. Leno was way the fuck cooler. All he wanted to know was like, uh, he just wanted us uh, to talk about Howard Stern. He loved the Opie and Anthony Howard Stern stories. We're in the dressing room out there in LA. I think it was his last show before Christmas break. We were on with the Killers and uh, Matthew McConaughey. And uh, I'm freaking the fuck out. We're about to go on Leno and we're in the dressing room. I'm just pacing like a motherfucker. And uh, Leno comes in, and all he wanted to talk about was Howard Stern. And I'm like, could this wait? We're about to go on national TV. And he's like, yeah, tell me about the time. And, it, you know, and we're just telling these stories. He's laughing his ass off. Next thing you know, he leaves. He's like, all right, I'll see you out there. I'm like, duh. <laughs> How was that? Was the studio really that cold? No, that was Letterman. Letterman's studio was, yeah, ridiculously cold. But Leno... Um, he was making margaritas actually during the commercial break. What? Yeah. And then I remember being on stage as the Killers were performing, looking at Anthony. That was a good. That was a good day for me and Anthony. I remember. I, was... I remember Anthony on the side of the stage in a moment because Anthony never really showed. How do, how do I say this? Like he never really acknowledged like something really cool was happening. He never absorbed it. No, he was always, he was always like, I, I, I don't even know how I can explain this properly. But anyway, what he, he, he looks at me at, uh, you know, just before we're going to go walk through the curtain. He's like, dude, take all this in. Holy shit, how cool is this? And then he looked at me, he's like, enjoy this. Enjoy this moment. He knew it was a special moment. And the next thing you know, we were announced. I don't know. I don't remember anything about that appearance. My, my brain just went... But anyway, uh, Leno just wanted to talk about Howard. But uh, and then Letterman, who I actually liked more as a talk show host, I grew up on Letterman. You know, he was he wasn't that nice to us, but he was cool. What's up with Sherrod? I let me tell you something. Had just Sherrod, he flew out to see you in San Francisco. Sherrod did something for me that for the rest of my life I will be indebted. Really. Gerard Small, I, I'm, I'm in Santa Rosa, California. He calls me and he goes, Carl, you want to come down and see David Chappelle oh. and Chris Rock live? All of a sudden, I get a call from somebody. They give me a hotel room at the Peninsula Hotel, Damn. which has to be $2,000. Right. Because I didn't have no shitty fucking room. I had like, like, a, like a Cuban room. Like, it was dope. And I took an Uber down to San Francisco. So here is where Sherrod really, I call him, I said, all right, I'm pulling up. So we're in this historic, you know, theater in Oakland, California. And I said, hey, listen, Guy is at the Warrior game. I would love for him to see this. But Guy is with his son, Ryder, who is a kid. He's like right. a 10-year-old kid. Oh, wait. No, he's a little one, not Hunter. Oh, Hunter's Ten old. Yeah. Okay, right. So he's a 10-year-old kid. So, Sherrod looks at me and goes, well, he goes, this is a black comedy show. Anybody can come. We don't care. So, they moved mountains. Guy shows up in his giant Mercedes truck. 
bulletproof truck. It's awesome. Why is it bulletproof? Because it's cool. <laughs> so, so, so this thing shows up. This giant fucking truck with James Burleson, who is like one of the biggest financial advisors on the planet. And I got to usher them in right through the Paramount, right through the back into to see the back of the show. Right. And and as, imagine, this kid's 10 years old, Ryder, and he's seeing Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock walking on wow. stage together. It was on Sherrod Small. Fucking, That's awesome. He I'm, nailed it. How was the show? It was the most unbelievable show to me because they didn't say one joke. They just fucking around. They were just talking. It was like I love that. two titans of the industry. Right. Like, it was Dave Chappelle and Chris Roth. Just like, how are you doing? How are you doing? Like, and that check-in, to me, like, the, it was like being a fly in a wall. Right. And the I mean, he said a couple funny things. That's awesome. You know what I mean? I would Which love was to funny. See. One of the funny things is that Chappelle comes off the stage. He sees, like, Ryder. Like, you know, he goes... No matter how much money we got, we still got to watch white kids. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Chris Rock is easily in my top five, always has been. Chris Rock is, I think, is one of the funniest. When I, when I, it was funny. So, so we're sitting in the, in the backstage, right? And I don't know anybody. I know, I know Sherrod. Right. And he came in and I'm in his room drinking $500 scotch. Right, so he looked at me. He looked at my watch. He looked. He's like, "All right, this guy is—he's obviously not a jerk off." Right. He said, "Hey, how you doing? You with this guy? You're all right." And then he called us into his dressing room, like, "Wow!" And he's just spitting jokes. And what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Like, like he's literally always been my top. He's a humble. He's a humble. He's a humble, funny guy. Love him. And when he started doing our radio show, I was like out of my mind trying to be cool. So, anyway. And then I got to talk to Dave Chappelle, which I've never talked to in my life. Really? So I'm like in the, like, so they have like this one long room where you get your drinks, right? So all the, all the uh, celebrity rooms feed off into this one room with the bathroom and they have all the alcohol before you want to go on stage and whatever. So I'm in there the whole time, right? And Dave Chappelle walks in. Sherrod goes, Carl, tell about your wine hustle. I'm ah. like, I'm like, it's not a wine hustle. So Dave goes, I want to hear it. He goes, well, I wrote a list of the vineyards that burnt down and I bought all their wine. He goes, you're a bad motherfucker. Did you really do that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. So he, he goes, you're a bad motherfucker. Didn't Stag Leaps uh, lose their... I bought it all. Lose their vineyard? No, they lost their tasting room. But Paradise Ridge, which is one of the best wines you can get, they lost their vineyard. I bought cases upon cases. Really? Nice. Yeah, those guys are fucking funny, man. That's it. I'm bad with, like, the end part. (laughs) (laughs) Chefs aren't funny. (laughs) (laughs) You've never touched me before. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know what you were saying. No. Who are your guests on Monday? I, I mean, I don't know when we're going to do this again. We're gonna, I want to do this like a couple times a week, definitely. We'll grab Sherrod, we'll grab Vic, and then we're going to slowly build this into something, I think. 
You want to do this? I did. I honestly, Dragging for me, me back in. for me, it's selfish because I grew up listening to Opie's voice, and I just think he's one of the best. And if I have an opportunity to be part of something like this, I'm yeah. gonna do it. All right, it's an honor to me. I hope you guys join us because we're starting from nothing, and I'm gonna start building this now. And then there's a lot of people that think that I, I didn't have any opportunities out there. I want to address that oh, rumor. Oh, oh, can I address that? Please do, Carl. Let me tell you something. This has, this has brought me and my marriage to the brink. <laughs> because my wife is like, um, what's going on? Like, you spend, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year, you know, playing radio. You know what I mean? Right. And. Is it going to be profitable? So I said, Marie, can you just listen to one of my conversations with Opie? And I put it on speakerphone. Opie didn't know this. I put it on oh, speakerphone. Oh, that's great. And Opie is like, hey, man, what's up, man? Uh, X radio station called. They, you know, they're offering, you know, 350000 for me and... 200,000 for you. Ah, but you know what? They suck. And you can't do things that suck. <laughs> and my wife, I see her skin melting. Because to us, like to me, my wife, like $250,000 is a lot of fucking money. <laughs> and, and, and my wife is literally shaking. She's shaking in the fucking car. And I hang up the phone. I'm like, yeah, I guess we're not doing that one. <laughs> and that is a true story. Like, he's throwing numbers out there like fucking manhole covers. Like, and Whoa. I'm like, and he's like, Carl, you don't care about money, right? I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm good, Opie. Holy fuck. My wife is like, you're a piece of shit. Opie's a piece of shit. I hate you both. Well, the problem is I don't want to work for anybody anymore. Yeah. So... And then the other problem is I don't know if I want to put all the work in that it takes to build your own thing. So, so imagine my wife listening to that. Like, they offered you 250000 but you know what? I think that show's stupid. <laughs> and my wife is looking at me. And listen, I mean, I make believe I'm a big deal on, on, on Instagram, but $250,000 a year? would solve a lot of fucking problems, right? And Opie's like, Carl, I think that's poopy cocky. <laughs> what? I never... What? But I never got into this to make money. Marie, shut off the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's when I realized who I was dealing with. Like, straight up AIDS-infested Basque with... <laughs> Andy Warhol, like you just don't give a fuck. He just wants to do good shit. And my wife hates him. And she's like, um, what'd you do today besides eat four hot dogs and turn down $250,000? I'm like, uh, I have four bourbons. She's like, you're a piece of shit. Always a piece of shit. You guys don't care. If you think you're frustrated, you should talk to my agents. They're begging me to shave the beard because I'm taking a lot of meetings. And they're like, you look ridiculous. You gotta shave the beard. So imagine talking to your boy, who has access to changing changing your tax bracket from whatever to plus two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. 
and then have and saying to you, hey, Carl, you know what I think we should do? I think we should buy four hundred dollars worth of podcast equipment. Four hundred thousand. Four hundred dollars. Oh, dollars. And just talk and see who likes it. So I hang up the phone and I'm picking up my kids from school the other day and I get back in the car. So my wife goes, "What did Opie say?" I go, "He goes, he, he wants us to go to B and H and buy some podcast equipment and just have fun." <laughs> <laughs> my wife goes, "My wife goes." You are a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's real life. You know what? This is this is gonna make me so happy because let me tell you something. <laughs> My wife is, you know how many trembling every day. You know how many people I made millionaires, and I said I, meaning myself, you, you, myself, and then the O and A world. You know how many people. Millionaires off my radio show or our radio show because people are like, what do you mean your radio? Right, we're all millionaires now, but anyway, you, you, Carl, you just met me a little too late in life. <laughs> I touch him again. Oh, he's like, he hates it. He hates it. He hates it. He hates like. He hates. He hates physical touch. No, that's Rich Voss. <laughs> but if you met me like. Fuck, five years ago, Hi, bro. bro. But I didn't mean oh. you that, bro. You'd be rolling I'm in the pay money. For this whole fucking thing. Rolling. I'm paying for this whole fucking thing. You got me like, I don't know. I'm like, my wife is the best. She's like, oh my god, I can't believe you're on the Opie and Anthony show. And I'm like, well, it's not Opie and Anthony. It's the Opie show. She's like, oh, it's just Opie. Oh yeah, I love Opie. And then I do the show for what? Two years. Yes. <laughs> Can you name one Keith Richards uh, solo song? Why would I? Like ONA was like the Rolling Stones, and now it's like this is my solo project. Yeah, those go well. <laughs> it's not gonna be a lot of hits. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep touching them because it makes him crazy. Look at this. Make me crazy. He hates it. He's gonna throw his John Verito shirt on. <laughs> This is okay, right? I don't need to hear a yes. I just asked. <laughs> oh, that's funny shit. Right, we're Let's gonna go eat some eat. steak. We're gonna go eat. We're gonna Keen Steakhouse, the best steakhouse as far as I'm concerned. You're, you're going back to LA? What in a week? I don't I mean, go to LA. I keep I keep saying LA, but back up to uh, guys area. Yeah. For a week. You leave Sunday. Sunday. And when are you back? Why don't you come? I'm fine. Private. Here's a fuck. Mm. Mm. Who cares? My wife did. I get a ride on a private jet. Um, it's nice, right? I can't go because it's the end of striper season. If I, I told anyone on here, you want to fly private to, to California, who would say no? Who the fuck would say no? None of that shit I never gave a fuck about. All right, we're going to go eat, guys. For real, thanks for checking this out. Thanks for the support. No. Wait, we're getting a lot of thumbs up and, and smiley faces. Boo, 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 boo. Boo, boo, boo.